0: St. Arthur Lowe, John LeMessurier, and Clive Dunn in Dad's Army. <laughs> when did you last see Your Money? Featuring John Lorry, Arnold Ridley, and Ian Lavender with this week's guest, Timothy Bateson. <laughs> Here is the news, and this is John Snag reading it. England's green and pleasant land continues to be subjected to heavy bombing raids by Hitler's Luftwaffe. Even the little town of Warmington-on-Sea on the south coast has not entirely escaped. In fact, two nights ago, Swallows Bank itself sustained a certain amount of structural damage. However, the manager, Mr. Mannering, is determined that a little bomb damage is not going to change the day-to-day routine.
1: Excuse me, sir. Would you like to look at those accounts now? It does seem to me that... Uh... Just, just a moment, Wilson. Yes, sir. <clears throat> this is the manager, office, you know. I didn't hear you knock. Uh, no, sir, I didn't. Why not? There's no door, sir. <laughs> really, Wilson, well, I've never known a man like you for making excuses, and so I said. Uh, well, we'll say no more about it now, but in future, I'd like you to stand just outside the door frame mm-hmm. by that pile of rubble yeah, and cough. Right, sir. <laughs> well, that shouldn't be very difficult. All this dust about. Find you, it is a bit drafty in here. Close that window, will you? That's it. Right, there you are, sir. Is that any better? No, it isn't.
2: <laughs>
1: Doesn't seem to have made any difference. No, sir, but it probably wouldn't, you see. There's, a, there's no glass left in it.
2: Well, <laughs> anyway, I,
1: I don't know why you've put up with all this discomfort. I really don't. Why don't you move into the stockroom? That's not damaged at all. Move into the stockroom? Hmm. Look, Wilson, you see this chair? Yes, sir. This is my chair. Uh-huh. The manager's chair. Yes. This is my desk. The manager's desk. And this is my office. The manager's office. Yes, sir. I am aware of that, sir. I didn't become manager overnight, you know. Oh, no. A long, hard struggle. Office boy, clerk, assistant chief clerk, chief clerk, assistant manager, and finally manager. Took me twenty-five years to get this office, Wilson, and no red-necked, beer-swilling foreigners are going to drive me out of it. <laughs> By the way, I take it the staff are not too despondent about the damage to the bank. Working round the debris, as it were? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Business is carrying on very much as usual.
3: Morning, Pikey. Oh, morning, Mr. Jones. Business as usual, I see. Oh, yes, that's right. Sorry about the mess. Ah, it's all right. Take more than a few jerry bombs to put Mr. Manrin's bank out of action, eh? Yes, yes. We're trying to tidy up as much as we can. That's a ticket, Pikey. Always remember a soldier's first rule. On active service, keep tidy. I should never forget when I was in the Sudan. We used to have little kit bags, and we wore them at the back. They used to hang over our bottom. Anyway, some of the lads had odds and ends dangling out these little bags. (laughs) And General Kitchener couldn't abide this. He couldn't stand untidy behind, you see.
4: <laughs> that's that's in, interesting, Mr Jones, yes. Yeah, and I'll tell you another thing... Mr. No, Mr Jones, I'm sorry. Look, I've got to get on with my work. Mr Manor is not in a very good mood this morning because of the damage to the bank. Now, what can I do for you? Well, I want to pay in some
3: money. £500. £500? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's a lot more than I usually pay him. but you see, it's not really mine. You mean you've stolen it? No, of course not. I haven't stolen it. See, it's like this. All us local shopkeepers have been having a collection for the new servicemen's canteen in Warmington. And last night, the chairman, Dick Billings, he bought the final amount, 500 pounds, round to my shop. Well, why did he give it to you? Well, because they made me treasurer. Well, why did they make you the treasurer? Well, because I am the only one amongst them who is a butcher. What's that got to do with it? Well, I'm careful and cautious.
2: <laughs>
3: Better be careful and cautious and crafty when you're counting and clipping coupons, you know.
2: <laughs> Not careless.
3: Anyway, I'm paying the money into my account, and then tomorrow I shall write out the check and present it to the mayor at the town hall. Oh, I see, right. Well, where's the money? Well, hang on. Yeah. Now, I've got it in a packet in this carrier bag. There. Why is it wrapped up in newspaper? Oh, £500 a lot of money, isn't it? I didn't want to get knocked on the head and robbed, did I? I thought if I wrapped it up like that, people would think it was half a pound of sausages. (laughs) I see. That's a good idea. Jones? Yeah?
4: This is half a pound of sausages.
3: (laughs) Talking about it, can't be. It is. Look. Oh, hold Oh, uh, okay. I've come over all peculiar. Ooh.
2: Mr
4: Jones, Mr Jones, get up, Mr Jones. Oh no, I think he's fainted. I better tell Mr Mannering.
3: Don't go away, Mr Jones.
4: Mr Mannering, Mr Mannering, Mr Mannering, Mr. Mr. Mr Jones. He's outside, you see. Mike, how dare you come into my office through the wall? <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Manning, but you see, Mr. Jones, I
2: outside, told you
1: yesterday, and I'll tell you again. I will not have my staff walking through the wall. Now, <laughs> go out and come in properly. Yes, Park. yes. No, and Mr. Manning wants you to stand outside the empty door frame and cough.
2: <laughs> until
1: the builders finish. are finished.
4: I can't do that. They might be here for weeks. <laughs> I'll get a sore throat coughing all that time, Mum. <laughs> <man> stupid <laughs> boy. <laughs>
1: You don't have to cough all the time? Mister. when you want to come in. Now, try it. Yes, but,
4: Mr. Manning, you see, I've got something in... Try it! it. Oh, very well. <coughs> <laughs> do a little louder than that. I, I wouldn't have heard
1: that. Try
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: it is so uh, much better, yes. Uh,
4: an awfully good cough. Yeah. Now, Pike, what do you want? Well, sir, you see, Mr. Jones is lying on the floor by the counter. I think he's fainted. Good. Yeah, good
3: Lord. Why, why on
4: earth did you say so earlier? Come on, Wilson. Come here. Sir. Look, sir, there he is. Look, there. Just as I left him. Pike, bring that chair over. Yes. Right down, Mr. Manreen.
1: Help me get him up, Wilson. Yes, sir. Come on. Come on, Come on Joseph. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh. You'll be all right. on, oh. hey, well, Mr. Manreen. Oh. Oh. oh, thank you, Pike. Oh. Set him down, Wilson. Oh. Put his head between his knees. Oh. Right, sir. All right, sir. There we are. Oh. 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 All right, Jonesy. All right. Oh. I think he's coming round, sir. Oh, where am I? You're in the bank, Jones. You fainted. How are you feeling now?
3: Oh, all right now, sir. Sir, I think it's affected my sight. I've got funny lines in front of my eyes. Oh, don't be ridiculous. That's just striped apron.
1: <laughs> See, your head is between your knees
3: Well, that's not where it should be, is it?
2: I think you'd better
1: sit him up, sir Yes, but you right Come on,
3: Jones, sit up Oh, thank you, sir, thank you Now, what happened? Well, oh, yes, I, I remember now I've lost 500 pounds I've lost 500 pounds! Don't panic! I've lost 500 pounds! Oh, oh Mr. Manning... It's awful. Now, come on, Josie, come on now. Now, tell us what happened. Well, I had the 500 pounds for the canteen, and I went to pay it in, but it wasn't there. It was it was half a pound of sausages instead. So when did you last see the money? In my shop, sir. I wrapped it up in a bit of newspaper. Well, you must have picked up the wrong packet. Yes, that's what happened. You left it in your shop. Now, go back and have a look for it. Yeah, that's it, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mr. Manning. I don't know what I'd do without you, sir. You're my maternal support. <laughs>
2: I'll
3: find the money. Don't you worry. I'll find it. know I'll put it somewhere. That's the spirit,
1: Jones. We'll see you on parade tonight.
3: Very good, sir.
4: Mr. Mm. Manreen, shall I put these sausages in the vault?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not. I'll take charge of those.
4: You know, Mr. Godfrey, I feel very sorry for Mr. Jones. Yes,
2: so
5: do I. They come into my shop this afternoon at least a dozen times. They turn my funeral parlor upside down.
2: <laughs>
5: they get thrown around and my I put it somewhere, I put it somewhere. <laughs> I had to lock the chapel of rest up. Else <laughs> he'd have ransacked poor Mrs. Hudson. I can't make it out. I can The man's gone potty. The shock of losing his money has kept his brain. He's no longer capable of carrying out his duties as a corporal. Now, the question is, who's going to take his place? Eh?
4: Really, Mr. Fraser, I think you have been very heartless. Yes, Mr. Fraser, I don't think you've been very nice at all to poor Mr. Well, Jones. I'm just being practical. There's a war to be fought.
5: We can't stop for mental casualties. Here's Mr. Wilson.
1: Perhaps uh, he's got some news. Has Jones arrived yet for parade? No, not yet, Uncle. Oh, Lord. I do hope he's all right. Well, I, I suppose we'd better carry on, wouldn't we? All right, but... Uh, right, well, would you... Would you all be so good as to fall in, please? <laughs> <laughs> now, come along, come along, Peter. Come along, now. Three nice, neat lines. There we are. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. all. all. three neat. Very well done. Very good. Right, platoon. Platoon, attention. Thank you, Sergeant. Platoon, stand at ease.
3: Very good, Samelson. <laughs> so, Evening, everybody.
1: Oh, hello, Jones. Come along, you're late.
3: I'm sorry, Captain Manrin. Well, What are you doing now? I was just looking in the fire bucket, sir. Actually, yes, well, hurry up and fall in, Jones. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll put it somewhere. I know. I'll put it somewhere. Jones, jo- Jones, will Mr. you pay attention? Yes, sir. I must apologise for my behaviour, Mr Manning, but I've had a terrible day since I lost that money. I've gone all to pieces. I'm not fit for anything. Precisely. <laughs>
2: Can not be helped
3: Mr Jones somewhere,
1: sir? Well, I'm going to try and sort it out now, Wilson. Right, stand easy. Now, before we go any further, Jones, we're going to find out what you did with that money.
3: Mr. Manorin, you bring a warm glow of comfort to my heart. Yes, well, your, your, your problem is our problem, Jonesy. That's right, Mr. Wilson. Just like the three musketeers. One for one and two together.
2: <laughs>
3: to united we fall and we stand divided. <laughs> upright. May I now continue... Yes, of course, sir, yes.
1: Right, now pay attention. It's perfectly simple. What we've got to do is make Jones remember where he put that money.
3: Mr. Speaker, if I could remember where I'd put it, I wouldn't have lost it in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) And in the second place, I've been running round all day trying to remember where I put it in the first place. (laughs) My mind's a blank, it's a blank.
4: Mr. Manreen... I know it can make him remember. I saw it in that film, A Man in the Shadows, with Walter Abel and Joan Blondell. That's why we saw that together, did not we, Frank? Yes. was right. good, wasn't it? You
1: see, sir, at the start of the film, Walter Abel was sitting on a bench in the park in the middle of the night.
4: Yes, that's right, Uncle Arthur, and he, he kept on muttering, I can't remember, I can't remember. Yeah. And he was searching through his pockets, just like Mr Jones's. Right. I saw that film with my sister, Sissy. But she, made, she made me take her out before the end. He said it was rather near. <laughs> near what, Mr. Cogthriff? I,
2: I
5: don't know. I, I never found out. Perhaps I should have stayed to the end. Anyway,
1: Walter Abel was sitting on this bench when Joan Blondell came by.
5: Hey, what, what was she doing in the park in the middle of the night? Well, she's out for a walk.
4: I like Joan Blondell. She's nice.
5: If in the park in the middle
4: of the night, she can't even be very nice. Now, look, Mr. Fraser, don't you say anything against Joan Blondell. She's my favourite. Come to the point, Pike. Well, she stopped to talk to him. Yes, that's right, Frank, yes.
1: Then she made him go back over everything that he'd done in the previous 24 hours to try and make him remember. Remember what, hmm? I've forgotten. <laughs> Now, Jones, I want you to tell us calmly and logically everything you did from the moment you received that money yesterday.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll try, sir. And this time,
1: don't let your brain go off at a tangent.
3: No, sir. No, sir. I won't get my brains in a wangle. <laughs> right.
1: Now, start. Yes, sir. And
3: keep calm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Dick Billings brought the money round to my shop just before I closed last night. It was in five-pound notes. And what did you do with it? I wrapped it up in a bit of newspaper and took it home with me. And when I went to bed, I put the money under my pillow.
1: Now, think carefully. What happened the next morning?
3: I woke up. (laughs) And what did you do then? I got out of bed. Oh. (laughs) I'm trying to keep calm. I washed, I washed, dressed and went downstairs. And then I went upstairs again. This is a probably rather silly question, but why did you do that? To get the money from under the pillow. Oh, oh please, Mr. Wilson, I'm trying to keep calm. I am keeping calm. I'm keeping calm, aren't I, Mr. Yes, Manfred? Yes, yes. <laughs> Very well, Joe. Yes, Very well. Yes, Be quiet, yes, will yes. You. Yes, and then I... Then I had breakfast and I walked round to my shop and I still had the 500 pounds. And I opened the shop, wrapped up the previous day's takings in the paper, made out the bank slip for the takings and another for the 500 pounds and put it all in the carrier bag. And then I said to the boy Raymond, mind the shop. I'm going to the bank. I think it's working, Mr. Man. I think it's working. Yes, well, that's because you're thinking calmly and logically. Yes, I'm very calm, are I? am very calm, are I? <laughs> and then I walked across the road to the bank, and young Pikey was there, and I said, good morning, young Pikey. And, then I, and I paid in the taking. Yes, that's right, Mr. Manorin. what happened next? It's all coming back. I'm still quite calm. Yes. I'm still quite calm. And then I gave Pike a packet with 500 pounds in it, but it wasn't there. No, it was turned into half a pound of sausages. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I've lost it! I've lost it! Don't panic! Don't panic! I've lost it! 500 pounds! I lost 500 pounds! do panic! <laughs>
1: No, no, What's that? Okay. What... It's all right, sir. Sorry. It's only me. Oh, hello, sir. What's the time? It's just a few minutes after 01.30, sir. Oh, really, Wilson? You must learn to be more precise. What's the time? Not far off a quarter to two, sir. Good. <laughs> <That's> much better. <laughs> uh, has number two section come back from patrol? Yes, sir. Number three section has just gone off. Good. Well, Jones's section will be going out next. I hope he's getting some sleep. Well, the rest of his section is. But I'm afraid Jones isn't. see, he, he's just lying awake, worrying.
3: Uh, oh, I know. I know I put it somewhere. Where was it? Where where did I put that money? Well, you ought to get some sleep, you know. I'm ruined, Pikey. I'm ruined. Hey, are you talking going to be talking all night long? Some of us trying to get some sleep. Well, I'm sorry, Jock. I, I was just saying to Pikey that I'd do anything to find that money. Did you say, m M-M-M"? Yes, Jack. Try anything, anything.
5: Very well then. I've got an idea. What is it, Mister Fraser? Well, when I was in the South Seas, I studied the ancient art
4: of hypnosis. You're pulling <laughs> our legs, aren't you? True, tell I tell you.
5: I've hypnotized many men in my time and unlocked many terrible, dark
2: secrets.
3: Can I feel? But I must have your cooperation, Jonesy. Well. If it will help me to remember where I put that money, you have my permission to sterilize me.
2: <laughs> Good. Now,
3: you see this
5: pocket watch of mine? Yes, Chuck. Concentrate, man. Clasp your hands together and put them on the top of your head. Like this? That's right. Now, keep your eyes on the watch as I swing it from side to side and for <laughs> You are going to sleep. You are going to sleep. You are going to sleep. You are now in a deep sleep. Nod your head if you understand me. Yes, he's nodding his head. You can hear nothing but my voice. You can hear nothing but my voice.
4: What can he hear?
3: I can hear nothing but your voice. (laughs) Nothing but your voice. Sounds like an echo. (laughs) Don't keep talking, Pikey. I'm trying to be (laughs)
2: hypnotised.
5: John, if I cry out loud, you've got to concentrate, son,
3: otherwise it'll no work.
5: Now tell me everything that happened.
3: (laughs) When Dick Billings brought the money, I took it and wrapped it in paper. On the counter was a large chicken. A chicken? Yes. The boy Raymond was going to deliver it to Mr. Blewett. I think it's working, Mr. Fraser. <laughs> What's
5: happened then?
2: Raymond
3: picked up the chicken and I said, Wait a minute, you've forgotten the giblets. Then I picked them up and stuffed them in the chicken. That's right. I remember now. It wasn't the giblets I picked up. It was the £500.
5: You've done it, Mr Fraser! My gosh, it certainly looks like it. No, I've got to wake him up. John
3: Jay! John Jay! Wake up, man! Wake up! It's the chicken! The money's in the chicken! Ah. I must go and tell Mr Manry. I've got to get this thing off my chest! Mr. Manry, Mr. Manry, don't panic! Wait, wait, wait. What, is, what is it, Jones? What's, What's oh, happened? I've just remembered I stuffed the money in Mr. Blewett's chicken. Wake up, everybody! Wake up! The money's <laughs> in <to> the
1: chicken! <laughs> Come on, Wilson, we're going to pay a call on Mr. Blewett. But You can't just wake someone up in the middle of the night and ask to examine their chicken. It's <laughs> an emergency, Wilson. I'm going to sort this out once and for all. Come on, put your great coat on and bring your rifle. What on earth do we need a rifle for? Them. I mean, the chicken's stuffed, not armed.
2: <laughs>
3: This is Mr. Blewett's house, sir. Right. Ring the bell, Wilson. Ah, sir. You say, sir? Oh, I'm ever so grateful to you, Mister Manning, helping me like this. The next chicken I get in the shop, you can have.
5: Hey, what about me? Uh, I'm the one that helped you, remember? Know, I mama.
3: won't forget you, Jock. Hey, my mum would like a chicken, and all. So would my sister. Well, you have to wait your turn? I'm not made of chickens. <laughs> sure,
1: he rang the bell, Wilson. Of course I am, sir. Why doesn't he open the door? When I was a little boy, we used to ring the bell and then run away. <laughs> What's that got to do with it?
5: Nothing really, sir. I just thought you might
2: be interested.
4: I've just looked through the letterbox. He's coming
1: downstairs now. Good. Well done, Pike. Now, listen, Wilson. Yeah? I want you to help me with this. You've got a diplomatic manner. Well, I'll do my best, sir, but I never asked anybody to look inside their chicken before. (laughs) It's always the first time for everything. (laughs) Who is it? It's me, Captain Mannering.
3: Well, what's the matter? Have the Germans landed?
1: No, I have to speak to you very urgently. Open the door. Yes. Mr. Blewett, I understand you had a chicken delivered to you yesterday.
3: Yes, that's right. Have you eaten it yet? No, and you can't have it back if that's what you want. Well, <laughs> actually,
1: you see, we want to examine it. You got a search warrant? I don't need <laughs> I don't need a search warrant. In the name of the king, I insist on looking at your chicken. Yes.
2: <laughs> What's the
1: king got to do with it? Defense of the realm. Can we come in, please? Well, I'm not having you in my house with your odd nail
3: boots. You'll wake my wife up. I'll oh, bring the chicken out. You wait here. Do
4: you think he'll let us look inside his chicken? Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> Believe me, Parker... I'm a pretty shrewd judge of this sort of thing. I can't
4: understand.
5: How did Mr. Jones suddenly remember where he put that money? I hypnotized him.
1: Hypnotized him? I've never heard such nonsense in my life. (laughs) If the money's not inside that chicken freighter, I shall hold you personally responsible.
2: (laughs)
3: Here is the chicken, so have a good look at it. Let me get back to bed.
1: Ah, yes. That looks a nice chicken, doesn't it, Wilson? Oh, yes, yes. Awfully nice, yes. Mm. yes. Mr. Blewett, give me that chicken
2: Hey, Come on. Give, on. give it How dare
3: oh, no you, hey. oh, yeah. oh, you snatch my chicken like that Give it back in yeah. minute
1: I'm sorry, we've got to look inside this chicken Matter of life and death Right, hold it, Teddy Wilson All right, sir it. But my wife's already stuffed it Well, she'll just have to unstuff it <laughs> It's all sewn up, sir Right, Jones, open it with your bayonet. It's yeah. yeah, so all right, it's so all right, sir oh,
5: yeah. What are you looking for, anyway?
1: Oh, I'm afraid I can't divulge that Classified information, you (laughs) know. Suffice it to say, it's essential that we inspect your chicken. Why do you want to
4: look
3: inside?
1: Why inside? Why, yet Wilson? Uh, You see, uh, we we think it might be an inside job. I never
3: heard anything like it. Knocking me up at half past two in the morning, taking the stuffing out of my chicken, and then saying you're doing it in the name of the king. (laughs) I've got the chicken out with me bayonet, Mr. Manring. Well done, Jones. Right, Hold your hands out, everybody. Here, here. We don't want our stuff in mucked about. It's not hygiene, Nick.
1: Have no fear, Mr. Lewis. All my men are wearing gloves.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: I don't want
3: fluff all mixed up with my stuff in. Well, Don't you worry. They're a very good quality army issue. Have you found it yet, Mr. Manrin? No.
1: I'm afraid it's empty, Jones.
3: Oh, no. I can't believe it. It's a finish. I'm ruined. Well... I'm sorry about your chicken,
1: Mr. Blewett. It appears that a slight error has been made.
3: Don't all
1: look at me. It's not my fault. Be that as it may, Fraser. I shall be talking to you later. God. There you are, Mr. Blewett. I think I managed to get all the stuffing back in. Sorry we had to disturb you. I think so. Give your wife my compliments.
4: Tell her she stuffed it beautifully.
2: <laughs> uh,
4: <clears throat> Mr. Mandarin. Mm-hmm. He's going to have my glove back.
2: <laughs> oh,
4: stupid boy.
1: <laughs> sorry, Mr. Blewett. Do you mind? <laughs> now, look, Pike, sir, just because our bank was unlucky enough to be hit by a stray German bomb, that is no excuse for all this untidiness. I'm sorry, Mr. Mandarin. Whatever happens, we must keep up appearances. Isn't that so, Wilson? Oh, of yes.
4: Even if we are lacking the
1: art wall here and there.
4: <laughs> I've been thinking, Mr. Manry. Mm. Well, how do we know that it was a stray bomb? don't well, be silly.
1: We're not talking about our Royal Air Force, you know. This is the Hum, the Luftwaffe. They're not accurate like our boys. <laughs> oh, dear me, no. Let
4: me be frank. Why would they want to bomb this bank? Well, you see, Uncle Arthur, I mean, Mr. Wilson, I thought perhaps... Her Hitler had heard about Mister. Manry and what he's doing with the home girl. Really? That's not awfully likely. D- just a minute, just a minute, Wilson.
2: Do <laughs> you
1: mean Pike, uh that Hitler could regard me as a possible threat to his invasion plan?
2: <laughs> oh yes, sir. <laughs>
1: Consider that. Lucky we weren't here when the bomb landed.
2: <laughs> A direct
1: ship like that could be really nasty.
3: Oh, look, here, here's Mr Jones. Have you found it, Mr Jones? No, no. I've looked everywhere I'm at the end of my wits. Right. Only one thing for it, Mr Manley. I must take the honourable way out.
4: He's not going to shoot himself, is he? Don't be silly,
3: Frank. You see, there's only an hour to go before I'm supposed to present the mayor with the money at the town hall. So I should just have to write out a cheque for £500 pounds from my own money. It's my life savings. But death before dishonour. Oh, there you are, Mr Jones. Oh, good morning, Mr Billings. I've been looking everywhere for you, Mr Jones. Why, well, don't you worry. I know what you're going to say, but you needn't worry, Mr Billings. Jack Jones never lets anyone down. I'm going to provide the £500 pounds from my own savings. What do you mean? I'm talking about the half pound of sausages you sold me the other night. When my wife went to fry them, this is what she found. Hey, look! It's the 500 pounds! We found the money! No need to panic! No need to panic! (laughs) Get (laughs) a (laughs) grip on yourself. Just one thing, Mr. Jones. My wife would like her half pound of sausages. Of course she would. I can't remember what I did with them. (laughs) Here, hang on a minute. I brought them into the bank with me yesterday when I found I'd lost the money. Yes, that's right, Mr Jones. You tried to pay them in. Well, who had them, then? Who <laughs> oh, Adam? <laughs> ah.
2: <coughs> yes.
3: Well, uh, Wilson? Uh, what did you do with
4: Jones's sausages? Well,
1: you didn't give them to me, sir. Nonsense. I distinctly... About...
4: Hello? Swallows Bank, Warmington-on-Sea. Oh, hello, Mrs Mannering. Do you want to speak to me... Oh, yes, I see. Yes, well, I'll ask him then. Bye-bye. That was your wife, sir. Yeah. She, she apologised for not speaking to you, but she was in a hurry. She left a message though. And what was that, Pike? She said, "Could you try and get hold of some more of those sausages you took home last night? They were delicious." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Episode of Dad's Army based on the original television series by Jimmy Perry and David Croft. You heard Arthur Lowe as Captain Mannering, John LaMajor as Sergeant Wilson, Clive Dunn, Corporal Jones, John Lorry, Private Fraser, Arnold Redley, Private Godfrey, Ian Lavender, Private Pike, and Timothy Bateson as Mr. Blewett and Mr. Billings. When did you last see your money? was adapted for radio by Harold Snowd and Michael Knowles and produced by John you. <laughs>